What's going on, fam? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast. I think we're episode 29. Yeah. Approaching 30. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Hope you guys are having an amazing day. I'm your host, Claudia Castro, my co-host, Tim Park. Hey, fam. And what's up? What's up? Happy Friday. Have Happy to reschedule Friday. a few things, but, you know, getting it done. Um, but as I always mention, it's a live show, so please post your comments engage with us. Uh, we're always happy to answer any questions, uh, but don't forget, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the reminders, follow us on IG um, at the real underscore, or I'm sorry, at uh, get underscore the bag podcast. Got confused with my own personal one, but you can follow <laughs> us too uh, at real estate, Gladia at Mr. Tim REI. And uh, we'll be talking about some, you know, some fire topic. I think people, Everyone's talking about it at some point um, from what I've noticed in the real estate world is in the recession we're in now because, you know, we can just say we are. It's not technically hasn't mm -hmm. been mentioned, I don't think, officially, but just based off of what we're seeing in the market and it's, it's happening everywhere. So what I'm seeing a lot of people ask in forums and everywhere is, is it still a good time to invest in mm -hmm. a down market or recession or what they call it big bear or bear market right yeah um right. and um so yeah we're going to talk about what's how that's worked out for us what our plan is uh to acquire assets and and, and ownership or and then what we're kind of doing and so this will be kind of similar to our previous conversation but more in line of um what kind of plans you can do especially if you haven't really gotten started, mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff. So, Tim, kind of throwing it to you. Yeah. What do you think? Is it is it a good time to invest? I mean, what's kind of your plans going into, you know, sure. the recession? <clears throat> I think um, personally, um, just to get into real estate is the smart thing to do, regardless in what yeah. whatever you do, because in what your as whatever aspect of real estate you're in, you're just going to learn. And um, I mean, investing in real estate uh, would is kind of the best time to do it in the recession. Um, from what I gathered back in 2008, a lot of people, at least investor wise, right? A lot of people that were investors then had cash, bought up all the, the properties that were way below market because... Um, they had to offload them, right? Just because mm -hmm. there was so much um, inventory out there that uh, was, um, you know, uh, people were kind of in trouble, you know, with their their loans and trying to get it out of their situation. So as an investor, usually what happens in, you know, a, a recession is they kind of stack their cash and, and when it, officially hits and they see I guess the bottom of that that's when they kind of pour into a lot of their investments and then see how they could um, you know hold on to the property or resell the property at a later date or whatever the case may be but there's a lot of different strategies that go into <clears throat> you know being in a re recession so I think we'll talk about those too um, mm -hmm. you know later on but yeah I think um, as long as you have the cash to do it, um, there's people still investing now. I mean, it's right. just, 
you know, they're investing in um, my, maybe buy and hold or they're investing in commercial property or, you know, different aspects. But there is uh, money being spent to invest in uh, real estate. Um, and that's, I think, in every cycle, there's still some kind of investment going on. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point where um, people right now are buying, I mean, uh, from what I understand, in any recession, that's where people make the most money. That's where people mm-hmm. grow their wealth right. is in a recession because, um, you know, you kind of talk about like what people, what, whatever the media or news is saying, um, you kind of want to do the opposite in a way, if you're like smart, so if somebody's telling you don't do this, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, you see mm-hmm. like smart investors doing the opposite because the mass may be more um, resistant on acquiring properties. Uh, and, and that's just one thing too, that I'm, I'm seeing as well. And, and, you know, we did talk about this with like, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago with, mm-hmm. you know, the recession and where the market's going and how to adjust. Um, yeah. But this is more on, you know, acquiring properties too. And, it's funny. I was just um, today. I was writing down because it's first uh, uh, first day of quarter three, Q three, mm-hmm. wow. um, and just writing down my goals for the next three months. And um, one of them is to acquire a multifamily or at least get damn mm-hmm. close to it, yeah. um, because the where the market has been the last year, it's been like prices have been just skyrocketing, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, sellers and, and, you know, you have these situations too, with wherever you're acquiring, maybe the memorandums, um, or the, um, evictions are starting, mm-hmm. you know, those are starting yep. to, moratoriums, I should say, are starting to get lifted. Um, so there may be more, uh, focus on, on those aspects on, 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 uh, those sellers, um, where sellers may be a little bit more freaked out and wanting to sell. So, uh, and I think I was talking to someone the other day and they were just saying, you're really, you know, if you're focusing on direct to seller, you're really going to have to focus on like your sales skills. And so that you've been mm-hmm. practicing, um, you know, if you've been in, in the wholesaling game, like your negotiation skills is what's going to, you know, take you to the next level. So, um, you know, that's something that I'm kind of focusing on is looking for pain. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody that really is in a really tough rut and just seeing how you can solve problems. But um, I think it's a great opportunity for those who haven't owned properties or owned assets. This is a great opportunity, even yeah. with interest rates. Um, you're, you know, especially going into like multifamily, that's more calculated, you know, you're kind of mm-hmm. running the numbers more. Um, you kind of want to uh, run numbers on, you know, be more precaution, uh, take precaution on, mm-hmm you know, the, the numbers that you're, um, crunching into just see what, what's coming out of that. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what's, um, never thought I'd say I'm excited during a recession, (laughs) but I think, I don't think we're in the, at all what it was last year or, um, you know, 10 years ago, 2008. Um, it just seems it's a different type of, uh, recession, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm also investing in stocks. So there's, there's just so many things you can do. Mm-hmm. Like don't shy away. I think if anything, learn, uh, as much as you can on like what's going on, what other investors are doing. Yeah, I agree with that. Cause you know, I think when we were out of real estate and kind of didn't know what was going on, it just seems like a scary situation. Right. And that's why people ask that question. 
and um, they are th they've always thought about maybe getting into real estate or investing and and now that you know things are um, seem bad in kind of everyday life right um, but if you're an investor in in that space I think their mentality is different so just think that your mentality has to go in differently in thinking it's an opportunity not something that is scary or you're gonna you're gonna lose from it because as mm -hmm. long as you're educated you have the right training or you have the right community or you're getting the right information then you can be successful in your investing strategy right um right uh, because and then you know, a lot of people, I even talked to some of the investors that were in 2008, right? Mm. They, they even said they should have bought more, right? Everybody says did. that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I think, you know, they learn from the cycle and, and, um, you know, each cycle is different. Um, of course, this is totally different. We had a pandemic as well. And, you know, um, you know, everything is going up and we're, you know, we're just watching a lot of things that I think um, I didn't watch. I'm watching now. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, just understanding the the interest rates and the Fed, understanding, you know, the um, like job losses, um, what what's happening if, if people are getting if companies are, are laying off people. You know, so just different things that kind of trigger what the market's going to do. And and um, even, you know, being in it on a daily, you see the slowdown, right? Yeah. Mainstream doesn't see that, right? They don't they don't see that. I mean, since we're in it all the time and we're making offers all the time and, you know, um, we're seeing what like retail um um, houses are going for and there's a decline in reducing prices you know 50,000 right. 100,000 whatever we're seeing that decline so we kind of see it on a daily basis but um, I would I I, I kind of stick with it as like don't shy away from you know real estate investing or real estate in general just because um, things seem to be bad in the mainstream right mm. Yeah, that's that's huge because, I mean, the mainstream will just kind of pick and choose like like maybe on a high level, like what's happening. Mm -hmm. And for somebody who's not involved in real estate, like they, they take that as compared to us who, like you said, see it every day. Um, but I've done a have kind of made it a habit to check the real estate news. Um, mm. Like, I mean, I think you showed me like CoStar has like their little real estate mm -hmm. uh, feed. Um, I've seen like the Wall Street Journal, like Business Journal. And I never like honestly, like 10 years ago or five, even five years ago, I would never imagine myself being that kind that that person. <laughs> like, right. you know, like instead of reading the, the newspaper, I'm reading uh, news articles uh, online. Like I never would have thought myself of doing that. But these are this is the kind of um, you're you're packing yourself with ammunition or like, mm -hmm. you know, you're packing your toolbox with this knowledge that you can use when you're speaking to sellers. Imagine right. having read like some articles uh, and speaking to, to seller and you're negotiating. You can be like, you know, um, yeah, in this, this area, I see that, you know, there's been a downturn of whatever X, Y, and Z and percentage of this and that and you can use that. And it makes you sound like, like, yeah. you know what you're talking about. Right. 100%. Uh, it's just taking little excerpts 
um, and using that for like negotiation, even um, like we talked about. So that's uh, something I've started to build in and like my routine. And I totally recommend everyone to look at that, even if it's just like for 10 minutes or five minutes, like, you know, we, we look at um, Instagram, right. We can be mm-hmm. on there. Uh, but looking at actual resources um, and articles, I think will really um, pack you with knowledge that mm-hmm. maybe other people aren't taking advantage of and will kind of make you um, stick out in, yeah. in the masses. So that's like yeah. one thing I've been really focusing on um, is like education mm-hmm. uh, over over anything. Yeah, I think that's super important. I know that Chris within the um, charged up university, they he's big on that too. Is that like he reads the major newspapers like New York Times, L.A. Times, mm-hmm. you know, um, because they have different articles on um, the industry as well. So they're kind of right. tapped in on what's going on. But like, um, and it's just re- really important to kind of just educate yourself on anything like if whatever industry you're going to you have to educate yourself on what's happening in that industry so it's the same thing with real estate yeah i think people um have to do that i know they you know they want to jump in and they want to do it and all that but um it's a bigger picture right so sometimes you have to step back and see the bigger picture on seeing what's going on in the industry so you can adjust and uh, pivot and you know, align your strategies to um, what's going on in the market or what's right. going on in your city even. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something we've talked about too, is like, you know, you should be auditing what's happening in your business um, every week, month, quarter, just seeing like, okay, like how did I do last quarter? And that's something I'm kind of working on too, is like KPIs and data is like my, mm-hmm. I, my nemesis. Like I, I'm not the biggest fan of that, but it's just putting um, systems in place for it, but looking like, mm-hmm. okay, how many offers or how, you know, how active was I in this and that um, mm-hmm. to then analyze, okay, now that this market, which I think I'd mentioned before, like the bear market is actually like when, um, the prices are really high. It's like the hot market, right? And then we're we're in mm-hmm. the recession or down. My God, I can't recall the the exact terminology of it. Um, mm-hmm. But people say in a in a recession, and I, I said before, like that's where you make your money because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. where um, everything we've learned. So you know, we've been in this now what a year and a half or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything we learned was for this moment for this, this cycle that we're in. Uh, whereas before we didn't, we weren't equipped with that, the proper information. Otherwise we would have been, you know, yeah, I absolutely. would have been in my um, age myself, but like my early twenties, like acquiring property instead of whatever the hell I was spending mm-hmm. money on. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we have the knowledge now we can't blame anyone else. Like this nope. is the, the proper opportunity to, um, really invest. And so I mentioned earlier, I was writing down my goals and I m- mentioned, uh, my goal this quarter is to get close to acquiring a deal. Um, you know, keeping my credit up if I need to use like financing, but maybe utilizing, mm-hmm. um, creative financing. Um, that's also yeah. another way to kind of get around the, um, you know, the down market, uh, mm-hmm. because, 
Well, subject to that's a little that's a little tricky. You need to have some more information, but like a seller finance where mm-hmm. um, yep. you know you have people that um, own it free and clear, uh, and it's a great way to just own a property right off the mm-hmm. bat. I mean, you you may need to bring some money up front for closing costs, and depending if the seller wants a down payment, but that's about it. You don't need to go through financing, so that's like the best way. And I don't know how that works with uh, bigger. Um, mm-hmm. multifamily. I've seen people do it like something yeah. like Pace. But, um, you know, he also preaches subject too, because imagine people that acquired loans at like a low rate too. Like if you take mm-hmm. over that, um, those payments, you're paying a super low um, interest rate um, and uh, with no money in. Um, and I'm kind of curious, like for like subject to like seller fine, is that something sounds like for for commercial though, a lot of that if it is done like cash, but maybe, maybe not. Is there like a lot of like um, terms done like that where it's like over payments over time or do you mostly see like mm-hmm. cash? I think uh, mostly it's a, uh, you know, owner financing or seller financing. And um, the situation is, is that they, uh, it's more common in commercial a lot of the, a lot of the times because, some of it is they don't want that, you know, capital gain right away mm. type of situation. So they try to watch out for that a lot. But right. I see it more common in in the commercial space. And uh, what's good about that is they're more educated about it. So the option, when that option arises, there's no surprise. Like, you don't have to educate them. Yeah. Right. No. They already kind of know. Um, that's a feature or if you're working with the broker they'll present it to the seller in the correct way and it's just agreeing on the terms what what's the terms and what makes sense um, on that so yeah yeah so um, I I, I love that and I think one of our um, uh, topics here was um, also our questions what is the best way to get into real estate in the current market so somebody starting fresh I, I'm sure it can be really mm-hmm. intimidating. Like it, you, I try to put myself in a position of like, okay, if I started today, mm-hmm. like would I have started or would I have convinced myself? No, it's like we're in a, going into recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me wait it out. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done um, had I not like been educated on on real estate and just right. kind of what, what people are doing. So um, all I would recommend is is educate yourself you know, reach out to people like us, or there's so many other people that um, are, are killing it in real estate or kind mm-hmm. of that with the knowledge. There's like, you know, like we mentioned, join a community, um, but learn and take action, take like little steps um, and, and figure out what you want to focus on. Obviously, wholesaling is the least um, form of resistance. You don't have to have that much money down, but you you'll really have to learn your negotiation in your sales skills because, you're going into a tough market right now um, mm-hmm. where you really have to lean on like convincing sellers, um, you know, that they should sell right now. Cause yeah. you know, what's happening is either, either sellers are convinced that it's still in a bear market where it's a, it's hot, you know, I can get my property for this much and you have mm-hmm. to educate them mm-hmm. more or even like send them articles or, or refer to those articles that you've talked about. Or it's a situation where um, maybe they're 
they're they want to hold they want to wait to sell because it's right. again because they they understand maybe they're a little bit more knowledgeable they're like oh maybe i should have sold you know three months ago and now you have to like really convince them well right now is the time if you wait even longer and maybe even less so mm -hmm. that's kind of like the way to go because we don't know mm -hmm. where it's going to go mm -hmm. i don't know how long this will last um obviously we'll we'll get through it but don't know for how long uh how yeah. long it'll take so um really find a community or find somebody you resonate with and work you know work with them see how you can add value um, but mm -hmm. take baby steps as, as you're learning things. That's a, like the wholesaling side mm -hmm. flip. I mean, even some people are pausing on, on fix and flips mm -hmm. because of the costs, um, yeah. because they'll <laughs> fix it up, whatever they um, say, the cost to fix up a property to put mm -hmm. it on the market. It's, it's no longer what they projected. So if they bought the home six months ago or even three months ago, they projected a certain price. And now that price isn't, isn't there. They have to lower um, mm -hmm. the listing price. So right. that, that breaks right. on your profit. Um, and I think uh, another uh, strategy that Chris has talked about as well is uh, wholetailing. Mm -hmm. That's maybe mm -hmm. something more uh, in line with what's going on. But yeah. um, that's wholetailing is where it's, it's similar to wholesaling, but you actually buy the property and you buy the property outright and you don't really do much to it. You buy and um, but and then you resell it to a um, you put it on the market with an agent, mm -hmm. and um, you sell it to a retail buyer. Mm -hmm. So these are people who will actually like most likely live in it, um, and and fix and fix it up themselves. Um, mm -hmm. But that's a really great way um, to make extra money without putting in any effort. Um, mm -hmm. obviously requires some capital to acquire the property, but if you have the right connections or, um, the right funding or good private, private money or hard money lender, you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you'd be able to, and it's so quick. It's like, it's like wholesaling yeah. almost super quick. Yeah. Um, so that's also another strategy that I think Chris is doing more in mm -hmm. this sort of market right now where he's actually, he's, I think he said he's doing half wholesaling, half wholetailing. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of his, his focus on right now. Um, so there's, there's so many ways to do it. I would just focus on one lane and just, and just um, learn as much about it and take action. Right. That, that's right. really, you can do in this sort of market. Definitely. I, I totally agree with that. I think you, you know, hoteling is, is a great play. Um, I think he had mentioned too that it's larger spreads, but right. um, you have to make the decision if you're going to make, you know, what's going to be the easier play for you personally, right? And if it's, you know, you, you're going to have to share that capital with somebody that actually put in the money, or if you just wholesale it, is that going to be just a better situation, faster situation for you? So, right. you know, as you learn these different strategies, you'll decide which one is best for you. But these at least are options for you to get into real estate investing, um, you know, in this climate. Right. And um, like you were saying, too, is like if you're I think when you're wholesaling, it just hones your um, skills a little mm -hmm. bit better because mm -hmm. it may take you a little bit to actually get a deal in this climate. But um, at the same time, it will, you know, let you focus on the issues with the seller it will allow you to negotiate price uh, a lot better. 
and then also, you know, uh, analyze a deal to make sure it is a deal. So those are some very important things that you need to do or initially know within wholesaling that um, are very important no matter what the climate is, right? Right, right. It's again, it's all the skills, especially if you started even like six months ago, the skills you've been learning over time, Mm -hmm. uh, like comping, doing comps. Mm -hmm. um, You don't want to compare it to a sale of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably want to get something as close as possible, at least something this year. Um, but even like comps from like three months ago, no longer, um, know. you know, like when I even talk to sellers, they're even saying like, no, like um, I sold a similar property just, you know, a month ago versus now. And there's a huge difference and there's no way I'm going to buy it at this price. So that they'll make you learn real quick. Like, okay, well, um, <laughs> You know, instead of like, because, you know, with Chris, he kind of uses the anchor price, like for comping, mm-hmm. where it's like, right. you know, you look at the comps, a very similar comp, say you're looking at a single family, three bedroom, two bath, you want to find something exactly like that and compare, okay, what was that price sold at? Um, because they don't, you, when you look at a HUD or at the transaction history, you're, you're not going to see the wholesaling price. Mm-hmm. You're only mm-hmm. going to see what the, um, purchase price that the wholesaler agreed with the seller. Um, so you, what, you know, Chris usually teaches and we're kind of giving uh, gems here is um, you want to deduct how much you would actually want minus that price. So exactly. Say they, uh, uh, um, the property, you're, the comp you're looking at sold at hundred K and you're like, okay, well, I want to at least make 20 K. Then you, you, you're, you maybe start at a 70 K so that your MAO, your max allowable offer is 80K because you know mm-hmm. you can move it at a certain price or whatever the case may be. Um, so it's very logical that you don't have to do calculations. I think a lot of other people, which it works for them, um, but it, it does vary by market. They they do calculations instead of like, you know, <clears throat> purchase price times this minus repairs, right, right. minus then minus your assignment fee because you're considering um, whoever's buying it. But with this sense, you're kind of seeing, okay, this person bought it or sold it at this price i need to be here so it's understanding what um what's being sold in that area like as close as possible um to really then learn like okay i need to be at this price so if you're Mm -hmm. getting feedback from buyers as well that can also be another um way to add to your toolbox okay right now buyers are being uh, at this price so um, i need to be a little bit lower and negotiate a little bit lower um, in price to get you know at least something um Mm -hmm. but you know you see some people they're still closing deals Um, you know it's just it's just adjusting and um, working with your team uh, if you have one and uh, and just continuing what you're doing like just continuing taking action so um I think it's just one hurdle and I bet you so many people have, have probably quit because it's getting too hard. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it just happens when you're so close. Uh, and I think somebody had mentioned today, like usually people give up when they're so close to the finish line. Uh, I just love that. Um, love that quote. Uh, but it, I mean, right now it's, it's, it's not easy. So you have to find, you have to be creative and this is what we've talked about too. And like creating solutions. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I think you're, you're, I mean, you're spot on. I mean, that was a gym in itself with the, with, you know, the comping. Cause I, I think I had one here and, um, you know, I was looking at the comps and it was like 400,000 for 
um, just an as-is property, mm. but that was sold like at the beginning of the year and then late last year, right? Mm. And, and then one that happened just last month, a sale was a hundred thousand dollars less, right? Like, so I was like, oh crap! So and this is California. Had, yeah, this is California. So I had to definitely adjust my um, offer based on what happened just recently, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then historically, I know that area anyway. So um, I need, I know I need to be under a certain amount, right? So right. Uh, for, for my particular um, buyer. So, uh, but um, I was just seeing you, that's what, you know, you, you're going back to, like, you can't go off of comps that happened like, you know, a few months ago or, you know, even last year. Right. Right. Because, um, it's a totally different environment right now, which, you know, you as a starter, you don't know that right off the bat. Right. You know, um, these are things that we're kind of sharing on the, on this podcast, but right. it, it, it's definitely something you will have to learn as you're doing the business. But, um, you know, what we're trying to do is help you understand that, you know, there is a way to do it without, you know, you know, get, having um, an issue with a, with a buyer or seller in mm. that instance. Right. So and it's just setting you know, the proper expectations mm -hmm. too. Um, Absolutely. And one thing I'm like, I'm not, you know, maybe before when, when you do get started, you kind of want to, um, when, if you get a lead, you know, you're just super excited and you kind of focus a lot on the leads that don't like you shouldn't be focusing on. So um, mm -hmm. for people kind of getting started, like don't get hung up, like just make the offer if the seller doesn't want it or doesn't buy it. Doesn't mean that the lead is, is dead. Uh, just means mm -hmm. you just have to follow up. Uh, and this is where follow up is key. And I was telling mm -hmm. somebody this the other day is like, maybe people that you called in January that aren't interested, call them now, or you should have been yep. calling them anyways. Yeah. Um, but call them now and see where mm -hmm. they're at. Cause again, situations change all the time. Maybe yeah. people are now dealing with a uh, pre foreclosure or now like evictions because some mm -hmm. moratoriums have been lifted in certain markets. I think in California, it does vary, but I don't know if they, they were lifted, but now there's kind of like rent, there's been like rent relief uh, programs, mm -hmm. but I think that's supposed to end. I think I read it end of June, or maybe they already mm -hmm. ended. I don't know. Um, I think, it, again, it varies on Marcus, but I was reading somewhere that said that the rent relief where tenants can apply, um, I think expired June, uh, yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. I'll have to double check my my sources. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's another opportunity to, you know, if you, if you really want to just focus on one thing, focus on probates, focus on pre-foreclosures, evictions, um, mm -hmm. you want to find pain in solving problems. But if people, you know, aren't really motivated, you, you shouldn't be wasting your mm -hmm. time on that, on those people. Yeah. It doesn't mean you like, you shouldn't call them. You should still follow up because who knows? Like I, I started, um, I cleaned out my CRM and, uh, started calling, just following up with people. Maybe I spoke to six months ago, or maybe I sent them a text message and they said they weren't interested. And now like I'm getting more rece like reception, like of people, mm -hmm being either interested or saying like, yeah, well, I'm dealing with this issue now. And like, I think it makes sense to sell. So, mm -hmm. 
this is why we say like follow-up is, is so key um, and just make the offer and, and go on to the next one. If they that's say it. yes, great. If not, add them to a follow-up and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, you know, for people starting out and wanting to get in real estate and want to like wholesale, um, it's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but the end goal should be you, you have to own something. So yeah. Um, yeah, you, you can, and if you don't have capital, if you don't have the credit for it, uh, wholesaling is a great way. Now, if you do have the capital, so um, little devil's advocate, if, if you had funds um, or, you know, you had close uh, these deals, what are you doing in, in this market to acquire assets? Um, currently, I'm looking for the best deal. Like, I can't. Uh, in this market and mostly it's going to probably be multifamily uh, honestly not a you know house mm-hmm. and um, because the houses if you've stacked your cash enough that the houses will be available at a cheaper price mm-hmm. down the road um, right. in certain situations right in certain markets for sure right ones that are hit pretty heavy Um, in the bottom of the recession and that's when you know then you can acquire uh, properties right and so uh, I think running the numbers in multifamily and getting an opportunity maybe tired landlord or they they're a lot of people are retiring Um, a lot of people are just you know maybe in a financial situation where they can't do anything so whatever their uh, motivation is it is very similar to residential um, right but at the same time uh, you just have to look at the numbers to see if it's a good deal and then you know uh, purchase that because that that whatever if you get a loan or you pay cash on it it's still going to generate some kind of revenue for you mm-hmm. on a monthly basis Right. Right. Um, right. That multifamily. And then, um, you know, you you slowly fix that up and, you know, you maybe some value add to the apartments. And as people move out, then you renovate and all of that. So so it's just and then you get higher rents. Right. Mm -hmm. Because historically now I mean, we're at the almost, you know, higher rents at this point than we were definitely a year ago. So it's a situation where um, there's a trend in the rental rates and people that are coming off of their homes are going to need a place to actually rent. Right. Mm. So they might be getting out of their situation of the house because they were upside down and now, now they need a place to live. So they're going to go to an apartment and then kind of reassess what the next move for them is. right? Right. So that's why, Multifamily, in my opinion, is uh, always kind of a good play in this, you know, right. this climate or this market. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on with, with that, like with the rents, um, especially like California, um, mm-hmm. where I think uh, and I think we were discussing this in the uh, another episode, too, of like, are um, are we leading towards having more renters than owners? Mm-hmm. Um and so you, this is why like buying a property at this time is the best way, because mm-hmm. again, like you said, people are going to be in situations. It's easy to rent. Of course, you have to run your credit and everything, but 
people that, um, you know, need a place to stay, they're going to, you know, if you have a property for that, it's a great opportunity there. Um, I mean, for me, if, if I had the, the funds, I would totally buy, buy whatever property I can, I can acquire, obviously like running the numbers properly, mm-hmm. um, and ensure like seeing what, uh, what situation I would be inheriting if it's a win-win, um, I, I don't know if I would do it on my own or depending on the size mm-hmm. of the property, right? Like I may yeah. want to partner up with, with, with someone or, you know, you know, you and I partner up or we partner mm-hmm. up with um, a more experienced group and just kind of learn the ropes. Um, but I, I think it's a great way to uh, understand like your first property, you're going to learn so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing we were discussing yesterday as well is, is that um, typically for multifamily properties, the there's always an exit strategy you always Mm -hmm. have to have an exit strategy Um, right now maybe refinancing um now it does it does vary but not many people are doing the birth strategy um Mm -hmm. for certain properties but um but for the most part when you're acquiring a multifamily, you always have an exit strategy to either sell because either you fixed it up in like a five-year span and then bam i think this happens probably more often for larger complexes Mm -hmm. um like probably like maybe 50 and hot and up who knows um mm-hmm. the smaller ones I don't, I don't know how often i mean you still want to exit strategy but from what i understand usually um you know you could acquire a, a quadplex have mm-hmm. it for a couple mm-hmm. years like you know value add and then do a 1031 to get a bigger uh right. complex that's usually right. the more natural way um so, I mean, there's just so many options. I would probably do something along those lines and have my money work for me. And that's mm-hmm. where like, literally your money is working instead of you. Um, so even if you have a nine to five, like me, like I would, this is why I would go towards multifamily. Cause you know, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Like I make a good amount of money mm-hmm. at my job. So it's like, mm-hmm. how can I, like my, my goal is like, how can I cover my monthly income? And I would need hella houses. You know, mm-hmm. for and I kind of did the math too. You need so many. I would need so many residential homes. I'm like, eh, if I can get like you know a 50 unit, 100 unit, and even mm-hmm. like, or even several multifamily, like that would cover um, what I needed. Right. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think people shouldn't shy away from these opportunities. Just kind of learn as much as you can. Ask for help if you need mm-hmm. it, or partner up mm-hmm. with people that you trust and. Um, start buying properties like there's yeah. no like there's just no excuse that's why no. i'm like i'm really forcing myself to think to think that way of like i need mm-hmm. to i need to uh, buy properties like yeah there's no way around it <laughs> no i mean once you're you know we're in this industry and we see different types of deals all the time so yeah um for us to participate in you know ownership and actually getting involved in the you know maybe even multifamily or just acquiring a house or acquiring land, you know, yeah. and holding on to it. And, you know, so it's, it, there's a lot of things that can be done and, you know, it's up to kind of what you want to do and what you see is the best situation for yourself um, going forward. And, you know, I think um, your kind of goals kind of align with same with my goals and, what we're looking at on, you know, multifamily and stuff. So it's, it's definitely a situation where we'll, we'll participate on deals together and, and that, but 
mm-hmm. I like you said, it's important to find if you don't have the capital, other people that have the capital to um, work that deal to get to your goal, because it's important to um, have um, options um, and not say, oh, I can't do that. Right. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's way. such a uh, important point that you brought up. I think people bring up excuses too, mm-hmm. like, like it's so easy to be like, oh, we're in a down market. I'm not going to mm-hmm. buy. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, when we're in a bear market. Oh, it's too the prices are too high. I'm not going to buy. Like so, mm-hmm. it's like when are you going to buy? It's it, it just shows it's just never the right time. So that's why I've started like switching my mindset to not think, mm-hmm. like find an excuse because it's comfortable, right? Like yeah. where we're at, um, and not pushing yourself. Um, obviously, like every with everything, there's a risk. There's a risk also of if course. you don't do anything. Um, you know, what if you lose your job? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. hadn't bought like and you bought a multifamily, you at least have some form of income coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you just never know what's gonna happen. This is why people buy property. So let's let's drop the excuses. And <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know I what I mean? Like uh Me and and just just go for it. Cause what I've learned is like we we like we talk about fear, right? But mm-hmm. we make things up in our head, like, oh well we may run into this. Like mm-hmm. what I've learned from what people, like people's past experiences, they, they're, um, they figure it out as they go. Yeah. Like, like 100%. with anything new, right. Um, like start off with a smaller property and, and, and if it's there, if, but if there's a 50 unit opportunity, like I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm going to take a look at it or at least consult mm-hmm. with people like, Hey, what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Um, and just figure it out as you go and ask for help. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. And that's so it. that's kind of like what I, I went in, like in going into this quarter, I'm like, let's just fail forward, uh, mm-hmm. figure it out. Like, you know, of course everything's a risk, but let's just take calculated risks. Uh, what's the worst that can happen? Um, mm-hmm. and, and keep, keep it forward. Cause again, you just, um, you just never know, especially having, having a job, like what, what could happen. Um, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be caught flat footed not having yeah. anything um and planning your life uh with uh for a job that maybe potentially can't w- w- won't be there mm-hmm. um so wouldn't you rather depend on yourself you've always right. been there for you mm-hmm. than like somebody else uh, yeah. but not everybody thinks that way and, and that's okay too um yeah. you know whatever whatever works for you but i just know just based off my experiences like i'm i don't want to rely on this person to mm-hmm. you know pay me exactly Exactly. I know I can count on myself. I, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. And I think that's the draw for multifamily because then uh, what happens is, is that the person that you're depending on that's paying you that money, now you own a property that people are wanting to live in that are paying rent that actually is paying you the same amount of money that you are making and right. working for an employer so now you've you know maybe it's two properties to make up that salary or whatever but now you're financially free from that job nine to five right and then right you got two properties that are bringing you monthly income or revenue to sustain your current lifestyle and then anything on top of that might be um, you know, just extra or, yeah. you know, 
or putting back into the business so you can acquire more properties. Right. That's, that's it. It's, and it's as simple as that guys. Like we, um, again, we just overcomplicate things cause that's just how we roll. But, um, you know, set goals for yourself, like, like a way to get started. Like, how can I, you know, invest is write down your goals. Like, you know, if say you have your income every month, um, for mm-hmm. example, like say your income at your job and maybe your spouse. So the family income say is 10 K a month or something, uh, net maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and then you can calculate how many doors would I need to cover that? Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. it's 30 doors because, because the way you get the income is, is passive, right? Cash flow. Yeah. Um, so how much per month per door would you need to cover that? So, um, usually people like, the the standard or default was like 300 400 a month cash flow mm-hmm. even some like still take 200 like anything mm-hmm. net i mean i might take five bucks like that's that's one thing like i may want at least like 200 300 a month start with that and then just do cal- just do simple math right okay right. um you know uh okay 300 dollars a month um divided by 12 you know 10k a month how many mm-hmm. doors is that okay i need 50 doors um, right. That's a lot of houses. People have done it. Like if you can, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and one thing I've noticed too, with people, um, who I've read, like I've started like reading people who have nine to fives that have like started this journey. The goal is always like, Oh, let's just start slow and buy one property and then see how it goes. But mm-hmm. somehow because you've gained experience, people always ended up with more properties because right. you, you learn the game. Mm-hmm. Like you learn like what, what, what exactly you have to do. So it's always something that the goal originally was, oh, let's start with one property and see how it goes. They end up with like 10, 20 properties because mm-hmm. they just figure it out. Like, oh, this shit is not hard. Like it's right. actually right. really simple. Um, you just figure it out as you go. And that's why mm-hmm. I keep saying. So write down your goals. How many doors would you need to retire your nine to five to cover that? Um, yeah. How much like would you want cash flowing per door? Um what at what age do you want to retire? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's something. And I've always said like I want to retire by forty. Um, mm-hmm. I, ha- I have a few years. I'm I'm gonna age myself. I'm turning. Um, how old am I turning? I, I can't even know. Like I'm turning uh, thirty five in September. You're young you're young I don't feel young sometimes. <laughs> I wake up with bones cracking. Yeah, I hear you. My hips displaced. <laughs> years of sports. I know that. <laughs> right, right. Got that sports body. Yeah. Um, so that gives me five years. What can I do in five years to, to retire? So, you know, I have some time. Um, yeah. So once you kind of have your goals, focus, okay, what, what's the strategy you want to focus on? Is it wholesaling, buy and mm-hmm. hold, um, burr, maybe not right now, but, you know, not to say that it wouldn't be a good um, resource. Sure. Uh, another one we've talked about that I think Chris has is lease to own or um, mm-hmm. uh, what is this? owner wrap or whatever where you basically um acquire the property seller finance perhaps yeah, that's from correct, the, the correct. owner and then you wrap it to mm-hmm. another to retail buyer mm-hmm. um they give you a down payment and then they pay you monthly mm-hmm. obviously it should be more than what you're paying the seller um and then you at some point they do a balloon payment where the yep. retail buyer will pay you off in full and then you use those funds to pay off the seller then you collect whatever's left over so that's also a i would say almost recession proof as well because uh you're not putting in too much of your own money um mm-hmm. and you're collecting payments over time and you're not dealing with tenants mm-hmm. you know you're you're 
you're the owner, but you're kind of not dealing with owner responsibilities um, right, until right. they pay everything off. Um, and then, uh, you know, what niche do you want to focus on? Mm -hmm. So is it, is it um, small multifamily, residential, mm -hmm. large mm -hmm. storage facilities, commercial? Right. There's like so many ways. So many. I think that's also the biggest thing when people want to invest is like there's so many options and people are like, I want to do this all. I want to do this and this <laughs> and that. Um, I think I was reading too that talking about like millennials and why we um, it's hard to save or it's hard to invest is because there's just so many options out. We want to mm -hmm. do everything. Um, we we want to be the superheroes and do this and that we want to wholesale have our nine to five and then do this and that. Um, and it, sometimes it's just, you have to focus on one thing at a time. And that's one thing we've mentioned, like get good at one thing. And then like move yeah. into the next week, we don't have the patience clearly. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard. We want results quickly. So, um, yeah, I think that's a really good blueprint to just kind of get started and investing. That's something I'm going to start doing to acquire properties mm -hmm. is, uh, and that's something I just never done before. It was always just, Oh yeah, I want to buy a multifamily, but now I'm being more specific. Like I want to sure. buy either a four to 50 unit, mm -hmm. um, in this market, uh, I need to cat, you know, I need to buy this amount to, um, to cover my monthly income. Cause once you have that, then you, you, you have even more options. Imagine having the luxury to be like, Oh, do I, do I want to quit my nine to five or mm -hmm. is this sustainable? Um, right. you know, it's, it's all options. That's what, mm -hmm. that's what ownership gives you. That's uh, absolutely. And uh, one point I wanted to bring up too, is like, if you still have a nine to five and you do want to invest, um, I think your options are a lot, uh, better, because mm -hmm. um, you do have a stable job that they will right. look at to actually purchase, you know. Yeah, for financing. For financing right. and stuff. So you may be in a better position if you didn't have a job that you were getting into investing, right? Um, just depending on your credit score and stuff like that and right. how much you made. But um, if you're not in a position, you may want to partner up with somebody else. But having a nine to five does not, you know, hinder you in any way on no. doing deals or um, getting more property um, because it, it also can be uh, a great help because that W2 does help your chances. Of it's leveraging your nine to job. five. Yeah. Uh, and that's where it's like, okay, I have clearly I have income uh, history or work mm -hmm. history for the past, you know, however long that's going to look good on uh, for underwriters or loan officers that are, sure you know, give, giving that to you. So um, if it's just a thing where even for commercial, if I have to put down 20%, like mm -hmm. that's not bad. Like, you know, that there's Absolutely. ways and there's things I've read where people um, just find ways to get that 20% where they don't have to pay it themselves from their own pocket. Usually, you know, and this is one thing, one side mindset I was thinking is like, well, I have to save, which, you know, you probably should save anyways, like have like mm -hmm. a rainy day fund and stuff yeah. for, for, for that. Yeah. But People think I have to save to uh, get a down payment or I have to take out my 401k. And that's still great. I mean, I've, I've considered all of that, but you can also leverage that. There's people that buy uh, new interest-free credit cards and pay yep. with that, mm -hmm. um, pay their down payment with that. Um, or, um, you know, they just get a hard money lender, private money to cover that 20% and they go all in without acquiring the property. Now you still that's have it. to like follow um you know make sure you know you have a um, 
the process set of like, okay, how am I going to pay these people back? How am I going to pay my mm -hmm. credit card back? Um, but yeah, there's so many ways now to earn income, especially if you buy like a commercial property, mm -hmm. you're going to get your money. Uh, you're going to be collecting income yeah. um, that you can use to pay off, uh, pay off things. Or if you want to sell it after a certain amount of time, there's just, there's just so many so things. Much. It's just figuring it out as you go. That's, that's really <laughs> all I'm, I'm learning. Um, it's like something that looks so daunting of acquiring uh, mm -hmm. something like a multifamily was, was really intimidating. It's really not, but I'm, you know, I may say differently, like, you know, once you get close to that where you're like, Oh shit, this is really happening. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's no. just, just kind of preparing yourself mentally for it. No, a hundred percent. And I think, um, you know, just going back to the initial question is that, um, I think it is the right time. And, you know, any, like, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast is that really any time is the right time to get into real estate investing. It's just what strategy is going to be best for you going forward and how do you, um, get that started or how do you get mm -hmm. into that you know whether it's stacking up some money to do that or leveraging your nine to five or getting into a specific side of real estate that allows you to be involved in certain investment whether it's residential commercial mm -hmm. uh, multifamily, or anything else so i think um you know just kind of understanding that um it's going to make your decision easier to actually get into it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, even though we're in a recession, it can be scary and you just don't know what's going to happen. You might be anxious about stuff. Just know that like <clears throat> a lot of people that are making a lot of money now got into it when there was a recession. Right. Or people so, were too scared to buy. Yep. Right. So I, I think then investors mentality is opposite of what people are if you're thinking you're too scared they're thinking this is an amazing opportunity yeah, right fact. so that's that's kind of the mindset you gotta you gotta kind of switch from yeah that's that's spot on um definitely a, a bar right there just you know just write down your goals like we just mm -hmm. said what do you want if, if your goal is to buy multifamily or buy a property like write them down like what do you like how much do you want to earn each month each year uh what strategy do you want to focus on, on on acquiring that you know just um to start being specific i mean we, we've talked about the smart goals um mm -hmm. method but just keep it simple write down your goals just write down what you want to do how you want to do it what you want to focus on and just focus on that Focus right. on that for the next three to six months. Mm -hmm. See, just see where where it takes you, and just be consistent with it. Um, that's that's the only thing is you know don't write it down and then look at it six months later <laughs> on January first or December thirty first. <laughs> right. You know, right. Um, write down once you have your goals, you can then write um, um, smaller goals to achieve that. That's mm -hmm. kind of really you know to make it digestible because sometimes you need small wins. Um, so that, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's all I would, that's all that we would focus on to like really focus on investing. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, right, right now is, 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 is the right time. Yep. Um, let's, let's definitely get, get this money. It's just, it's there. Um, it's just, definitely there. Yeah. I mean, just we're seeing scared. it all the time. Like 
investors are just investing in a lot of stuff. Like we, people are still buying. Yep. Yeah. Don't be the person. Be like, oh, it's um, <laughs> I, I, it's not it's not the right time. Just yeah. just just don't be to be that person. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say like you know you may not be going through something, of course, but of course, yeah. I mean, that's still no no reason to just educate yourself and uh, put yourself out there. Um, and just figure it out as you go. Cause hey. I think you said like, um, people after the recession didn't say, Oh, I wish I didn't buy that house. They, mm-hmm. they say, I wish mm-hmm. I bought more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, however long this recession will last, um, I hope to come out of it with hella properties. That's yeah. kind of the mindset I'm going in into, into exactly. that. So I'm really, really excited to just see, you know, where, where everything goes. There's a lot of changes even with um you know my life you know i'm moving to um socal and just um just seeing like you know the opportunities let's just kind Mm of you know put just surround yourself or put yourself in like positions to to win right that's it yeah that's great um i'm super excited you moving down to socal so i love that um and i think you know with your the mentality that you have, you'll you'll reach your retirement goals for sure, hundred percent. I got five years. I'm gonna have a countdown. Let's go. Like Let's go. <laughs> five years. Yeah. So it. yeah, we're really excited. Um, like what it is to come. I mean, that's 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 what it's all about. That's why you work so hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is for that ultimately. But, um, I think we had other questions, but I think we answered it throughout our conversation. Sure. But. Sure. Can you get deals in the recession? Yes. The answer is, mm-hmm. is yes, you can. Um, so hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. We talked a lot about um, what how to get started if you're new, if you have a nine to five, or if you don't have a nine to five. Um, reach out to people. Reach out to people like us. Reach out to um, maybe more uh, experienced real estate investors like we, we re- referred to Chris Jefferson, but there's so mm-hmm. many others out there that are killing it that been in the game for over a decade uh, mm-hmm. and have learned so much um and just just take action set some yep. goals set small then set small goals and just focus on those and uh yeah we want to see what what how it comes out in the next uh, mm-hmm. three to six months for sure because um, yeah it's gonna it's gonna be crazy um You'll you'll see where and this this is the thing like you'll see where people took action where people didn't mm-hmm. and like I don't want to be that person that's like no you didn't end up <laughs> with anything take <laughs> right yeah. and we know like, we know hey, you didn't I take action it. we're holding ourselves accountable by saying yeah, it here sure. um, I'll even post this as a reel to like there hold ourselves go. accountable is that we will buy properties um, one way or another we'll figure something out uh, for it and uh, and be it. better because of it so yeah. 100%, 100%. Got, we got into this business for a reason and, you know, we're, we're adjusting to everything that's happening. So, you know, we, we want to live up to our goals that we've written down and, and achieve those. So that's what it's all about. That's facts. Well, guys, don't forget to follow us on IG, Real Estate Gladia at Mr. Tim REI. Get underscore the bag podcast on IG. Hit the like, subscribe, notifications, all that good stuff. Um, we're here for you guys. So yep, if you ever need yep. anything, hit us up on our social media outlets. We're usually pretty good at responding back. Um, but appreciate you guys tuning in. You can catch us 
probably next Wednesday. Um, yeah, some things yeah. with schedules been um, messing, but um, catch yeah, us we'll next keep you week. all posted. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, for sure. But appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a wonderful day. Peace. Peace. See you.